Hey everybody, super glad to be back here with you. I had a procedure on my neck this past Wednesday and I'm still recovering, but I'm well enough to be here with you. And I have to talk with us today about the brutal murder of Jordan Neely in New York. A young brother who was widely known as a Michael Jackson impersonator in Times Square, one of the best Michael Jackson impersonators in Times Square, who was choked to death by a white man on the F train in Manhattan, on the subway in Manhattan, on a very popular ride. I rode the F train all the time. I know the exact stop where they were. And I am frustrated. Uh, I am angry. And it's exhausting that we are even having to fight to hold this man, Daniel Penny, who choked Jordan Neely to death. The autopsy has already come back and said that's the only reason Jordan Neely died. Why is this man not in custody? Let's talk about it. Let me tell you what I know about the case. I've looked at all the videos. I've read all the the reports. I've seen all the eyewitness stories that I can find. Let me unpack and explain it, all right? This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. If you've ever lived in New York, and probably if you've ever visited New York, you are aware that on our subway trains are regularly people who are struggling with their mental health. People who are often either homeless or right on the brink of being homeless. People who are... Deeply, deeply struggling with their mental health. They may be deep into not only kind of a long stretch of untreated mental health issues, they may be facing a very sad concoction of mental health challenges. And you add on top of those mental health challenges hunger, thirst, exhaustion, which are just consistent traits of being homeless in New York and homeless in America, that you are always exhausted, always hungry, always thirsty, always struggling to find a place to simply use the bathroom, always struggling to find a place to rest, to wash. And so if you have a healthy person who is not struggling with mental illness, who doesn't have any active prescriptions for whatever they may be facing or dealing with, if you put a healthy person and had them live like an everyday homeless man in New York, by the end of 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, that person would be struggling. By the end of a day, that person would be struggling. Homelessness itself is brutal. And it, it just squeezes people in the worst ways. Then you enter in mental health issues, 
with all the challenges that come along with being homeless. And Jordan Neely, who was a 30-year-old Michael Jackson impersonator throughout Times Square. There are beautiful, wonderful photos and videos of him. was certainly one of the best Michael Jackson impersonators I've ever seen. And he was on the F train. This was just about a week ago. And the F train is a very popular train that goes back and forth between Manhattan and Brooklyn. And it's one of the most visible, frequently used trains. And so even during the day, it's not a super busy train, but it, it gets busy. From all eyewitness accounts, Jordan Neely was saying things that I have heard said on the train dozens of times, if not hundreds of times. Jordan Neely, in a loud voice, was saying that he was hungry, that he was tired, that he was ready to die. And like it normally would, I've been on the train with people like this all the time. It does cause a scare on the train. It it particularly... If you are by yourself, it particularly can concern if you are smaller. Um, it it generally doesn't scare me. I've I have never had a physical encounter with a homeless person. Um, they've always kept their distance from me. Um, but often it does cause real fear when somebody is yelling. And and is saying that they're ready to die. I've I've literally I've heard that and much, much worse. And normally what you hope to do. Is you hope that you don't have any type of argument or encounter with this homeless person until you get off the train. Your hope is that they will somehow get help. But mental health is such a low priority in America, particularly for that of homeless people, that when you see a mental health crisis unfolding in New York, the only thing that people really know to do is to call the police. But 24-year-old Daniel Penny didn't call the police. It turns out he has family in law enforcement. He's a conservative himself. All of that is very, very relevant. 24-year-old Daniel Penny was a conservative military veteran. He's already hired conservative attorneys. Um, his, his attorney was a Republican that ran for DA. They understand that this is actually probably going to be a very political case. Daniel Penny did what I have never seen or heard anyone do, seen or heard about anyone doing. He walked up behind, according to eyewitnesses, Jordan Neely, and put him in a chokehold, dragged him to the ground, and continued to choke him until he died. 
other men on the train, held Jordan Neely down so that he could not remove the arms from his neck, and they all participated in this man's murder. We're going to have a quick word from some of our sponsors, but I want to talk to you about what I think the legal case is that Daniel Penny and the men who assisted him should be held responsible for the murder of Jordan Neely. I'll be right back. Daniel Penny should already be in jail. He should have already been arrested. It, it didn't require uh, an autopsy. It didn't require a medical report to determine that he killed Jordan Neely. It's on video. It's obvious. And everyday citizens, now particularly in New York, this New York City is not a stand-your-ground location. And what Daniel Penny did, walking up behind a man and choking him to death because he said he felt threatened, should not stand in New York, should not be the case in New York. But here we are. This was a week ago. This actually happened on May the 1st. I didn't learn about it, I think, until last Wednesday, which is when I had my procedure. And it's been going on and protests have been going on ever since. The medical examiner ruled, undoubtedly, that this was a homicide. Daniel Penny killed Jordan Neely, and it was a homicide due to a chokehold. And here's the thing. I have watched the video. I've watched it multiple times to understand it. And I'm horrified by it because it was not just Daniel Penny. It was primarily Daniel Penny. But other men that joined in, very similar to the death of, to the murder of George Floyd, other men joined in to hold Jordan Neely down. When you are being choked to death, everything in you wants to remove that arm from your neck. And they held this man's arms down, held his body down while Daniel Penny killed him. At the very least, at the bare minimum, this needs to be negligent or reckless homicide. A case where Daniel Penny may be able to argue, I, I was aware that if you choked a man and continued to choke him, that he eventually would die. Were you aware of that? Yes. That at the very least, Daniel Penny needs to say, I didn't know that I had killed him. I thought I had just choked him unconscious. And here's the thing. Everything that Daniel Penny did, you don't have the right to do that. You could have gotten off the train. There are other, if he, shitty, I don't even, I don't even think Jordan Neely needed to be touched. And I would almost always advise people never to touch 
never to put your hands on a homeless person that is in the middle of some kind of mental health episode. You are not a doctor. You're not a law enforcement officer. You need to leave that situation alone. If you want to call for help, do whatever you can, but you cannot choke a man and you damn sure cannot choke him to death. Daniel Penny and the men who assisted him all need to be charged with crimes here, period. And people can, you know, I I hear people say like, well, man, it's scary on the train. Well, listen, don't ride the train if that's an option for you. But it being scary and a white man having the ability to just choke a black man to death, that's not going to fly. And what I know is, again, we say this all the time. If the roles were reversed, Jordan Neely would be in prison already. He'd be in jail already, rather. He'd already be charged. Some of this is the MMA nature where so many people have watched UFC and MMA. So many people now have some measure of training, understand how a rear naked choke goes. Because not only did Daniel Penny choked this man to death. Men were giving commentary like, no, do it this way, do it that way. No, you should look for this sign or that sign. There was a lot of experts on the train. I said, okay, you should, you should have to say all of that before, Judge. And, and I'll close with this, and it's, it's frustrating. But the primary person that failed here was Daniel Penny the men that assisted Daniel Penny. But New York City failed Jordan Neely. America failed Jordan Neely. That we continue to act in a country with, we're getting closer and closer to 400 million people, in a country without a serious mental health system, yet tens of millions of people with mental health challenges Like this is, of course, something like this is going to happen. And this country refuses to do anything about its most serious problems. And if it's it's guns, if it's mental health, whatever it may be. And sure enough, this is what you're going to get. The shooting in Texas where eight people were shot and killed Again, by an AR-15, by a man that was Latino but appears to claim to be a white supremacist. He seemed confused. But America continues to refuse to deal with its most serious problems. I'm going to report back on what we learn about this case. I think I'm going to get back in the bed, but I'm glad to be here with all of you. Thank you. Thank you for your time for your love, support, and your prayers. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. 
Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.